hey, hey, hey. We're back, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. You know we always got a lot of stuff to talk about, including on this episode 294. In the intro, we're going to start with the most wonderful time of the year. Football season upon us in all three levels, high school, college, NFL, as it kicked off on Thursday, and then Sunday, September 10th, and Monday, September 11th. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, early, 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 early a.m. I was trying to have this show out for Monday. It did not happen with a busy, busy schedule. But here on out, we're going to try to do shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If they're not out on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they'll be out the very next day. We're going to have three a week. We're sticking to it. Tired of changing. I know I got a busy schedule. I know I do a lot. But Edge of Your Seat Podcast, the top of my priorities, and I've been not pushing it aside but not putting it out as much as I need to and as much as these chats need to get to you. Lots of people in the last couple of weeks have come up to me and said, hey man, when's the next podcast coming out? Hey man, this interview was cool. This interview was cool. It's like, I, I never know when you put them out. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know when I put them out either. Just when I have time, when I can get to them. Trust me, I'm always working on them. I'm always talking to people. I'm always writing scripts. I'm always putting pieces together. But sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get a show out. But supply and demand, and it seems like people love the show. Downloads are good. Everybody is vibing with Edge of Your Seat podcasts, including me. So we are going to rock these pods out. 294, that's where we're at. Talking about the NFL to start off with. Then we got a couple great guests. And, of course, win-lose stat. But, like I said, the best time of the year, NFL I just feel like it's, you know, it's almost like Christmas. Just a longer version of Christmas gives you something to pay attention to on all kinds of different levels, different size athletes, different speeds, different strengths, different strategies, all kinds of different things that if you're a sports fan and especially a football fan, you don't want to miss a football Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. I love it. High school on Friday, college on Saturday, pros on Sunday and Monday. And sometimes we get a Thursday in there, which is awesome as well. Actually, NFL has a game, I think, every Thursday. And college is playing on Thursday now, too. And so is high school, actually. The last two weeks, 14 high school games have been played on a Thursday the last two weeks. So, I mean, Thursday is becoming a part of the package, too. I cannot lie to you. Or football gods shouldn't lie to us that I bet sometime, somewhere, there's going to be football like every day, which for most, for me, it'll be amazing. Takeaways on this week one of the NFL, Bears-Packers. Packers win 38-20. If you don't know, now you'll know. I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan, absolutely huge. And I was so excited for this game because I viewed it as Justin Fields coming out party. We had the Aaron Rodgers deal. We had, you know, the him not elevating as a quarterback. A lot of it was because he didn't have weapons. Go and get weapons. A lot of it was because he had a bad line. Not that the line that he has this year is fantastic, but they did try to piece together a better line. Things of that nature. Well, we saw the same Chicago Bears game that we did last year. Hopefully this was a one-off. I don't think it is. Hopefully we can improve. I don't know if we will. Looks like a middle-of-the-pack team because there's going to be teams that we can destroy. And then there's going to be good teams that destroy us. Packers, I don't even know where they fall on the line. 
even in the NFC, they're not the 49ers, they're not the Eagles, they're not the Cowboys, you know, not they're not the echelon teams that everybody thinks is going to get in the playoffs and make long runs. But for the division, the Packers are probably the front runner. We'll see though. I mean, I'm never giving up on the Bears ever, ever, ever. I try my bestesses to be a realistic fan, a realistic Chicago Bears guy, I guess. So hopefully, you know, they can put some things together and they do make a run. I mean, I love that. I love DJ Moore. Justin Fields is my guy. Everybody on that Chicago Bears team I know can play the game of football. Let's just make it happen. Browns and Bengals. The Browns smacked the Bengals 24-3. Joe Burrow, the famed, I'm going to say famed already, 2020 first round draft pick for the Bengals had negative fantasy points. Yes, I have him on a team. And they didn't do anything. Got creamed 24-3. I don't know what the deal was. The Bengals should be a good team. But uh, they didn't look like it in week one. 49ers Steelers. 49ers, man. 30-7 victory. Every part of that team gelling. Nick Bosa, as we talked about on episode 293, signed a deal to be the highest paid defensive player of all time. Not only defensive player, but non-quarterback player of all time. And he's going to play like it, and he is. Yikes. 49ers team is rough for their opponents, of course. Dolphins, Chargers. Dolphins win 36-34. Tua, 466 yards, three touchdowns, one interception for the Dolphins quarterback. I have Tyreek Hill on a fantasy team. Got me 33-something points. Awesome. But, man, the Dolphins and the Chargers are in the same spot. If a team can play defense... They're not going to win if they can also score because, uh, yeah, no defense whatsoever. Just throwing, slinging the ball around, which is cool. The Chargers are known for that. The Dolphins are known for that, at least with Tua. But as soon as they play a team that has great defense, it doesn't work out in the scoreboard for those teams. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but history has shown that's what happens with the Chargers and with Tua and the Dolphins. Are the Rams back? I mean, beating the Seattle Seahawks 30-13. to They win the Super Bowl two years ago. Last year, because of injuries, were decimated. I think they won five games. They're a really, really bad team. And people were writing them off like they weren't going to do nothing this year. They were also writing off Matt Stafford like he can no longer play the game of football. He proved that wrong. The Rams could be legit. I'm not putting him in a Super Bowl hunter, nothing like that. It's going to be fun to watch during the season. But... Don't count the Rams out. They got a lot of veterans and a lot of dudes that know how to play the game. They just won a Super Bowl two years ago. It's not like everybody off that team, on that team, is off that team now. I'm just saying. Let's give them a shot. Sunday night football, Cowboys 40, Giants nothing. Cowboys looked great. The Giants looked pitiful. They signed Daniel Jones to an $82 million deal, and he looked disgusting. Pay me that $82 million and I will play the game better than he did. I'm not even really overestimating my skills. I really don't have any, but I probably would look better than Daniel Jones. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because he was awful, awful, awful. And in crazy fashion, crazy, crazy fashion, Monday Night Football, writing script, doing podcast stuff, got the game on the background, but the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, I could not stop watching as the New York Jets get an interception, a pick six to take the game 22-16 over the Buffalo Bills. 
I don't know what's up with the Bills. Two years ago, I thought they were a Super Bowl team. You know, the deal with the Kansas City Chiefs in the, I believe it was the AFC Championship game or maybe the game before that. All these years start to blend together, but you know what I'm talking about. Buffalo, Kansas City, super close. They get to overtime and then Kansas City scores a touchdown. Buffalo doesn't get a chance to, you know, tally them up or get a shot to even take the offensive field. So then they change the rules of NFL. And then Buffalo was not good last year. They weren't awful. They got to the playoffs, but just didn't look as good as they did before. And yesterday, they didn't look that good either. I know the New York Jets are like the best defense in NFL. I think so. I was telling my friends who asked me about fantasy football which defense I would go after. And I said the New York Jets because I think they're still going to be extremely awesome. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did to the Buffalo Bills, especially in the fourth quarter. That defense tore it up. But the huge headline that you already know I'm going to bring up if you do follow the NFL Aaron Rodgers gets hurt four snaps into the game. Today, my phone blew up all over the place, torn Achilles tendon. Rodgers is done for the year. All the hype, HBO hard knocks, the quotes, the talk, everything surrounding the Jets lasted four plays. Who knows who they go after a quarterback? I did have a friend, shout out homie, sent me a meme with Tom Brady in a New York Jets uniform. I laughed, but I don't rule that out as possibilities. Just saying. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 294. Don't know where you're listening to this show, but you can listen to all of them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website, www.rss.com, backslash podcast, with an S, it is plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. The socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Feel free to hit me up on my socials as well. Brandon Lachance, looks like L.A. Chance. That's what it is on Facebook. And on Twitter is Lachance Writer. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, all the sites, all the socials. Please like, follow, comment, share, all those things. We appreciate it very much to help us do what we're trying to do here, and that's put a spotlight, a showcase on Northern and Central Illinois. If you have any questions, suggestions, you would like to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to Podcast at gmail.com. Always much love. Shout out to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the creation of the intro and outro beat of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 branches in Northern and Central Illinois. Great people, they know what they're doing, can help you in every aspect of financials. Loans, CDs, savings, checking, all of it. All of it, all of all of it. I don't even know all the options, but First State Bank does. On this show, 294, we have two guests. First up is Christian Soderholm, the LaSalle, Peru graduate who has become a professional basketball player. He has played in Malta. This past season, he played in Australia. The past season was from February to just about the end of August, beginning of September. I got to speak with him 
both times. Before he left in December, he leaves in February, and then he came back and I spoke with him. So we're going to have a part one, part two. This is the part one part. The next episode, 295, will have part two of the conversation as he was in Australia playing basketball down under. So this chat that we have today is before he left, and the one on the next episode will be when he returns. Both have all kinds of awesome gems of side stuff, talking Lil Wayne and Tupac on this one, little Harry Potter's mentioned, and the second part has just the same amount of cool sidebar stuff, so make sure you check them out. Also, on this episode, Mendota golf coach David Ross talked to him for a preseason article. I thought I was supposed to write the Mendota golf season preseason article for a newspaper. So I hit him up. We meet up at the Mendota golf course. We do the interview. I get back to the paper. I don't know if it was that day or a couple later. And we're talking about the season previews and getting them out and when I'm going to have them done. Told him I'm going to have golf here. And the publisher and editor go, we already had golf. I'm like, oh, whoops, looked at that wrong, but it's cool. I hit up uh, Coach David Ross and said, is it cool if I run that on Edge of Your Seat podcast? And without a second delay in the text, oh, yes, please do. I think he just said yes, but same thing. He was excited to have it on Edge of Your Seat podcast, so here we are. The varsity team is 9 and 5, 6 and 4 in the Three Rivers Conference. So 9 and 5 overall, 6 and 4 Three Rivers Conference. I spoke with him at the tryout, so the team wasn't even set yet. But all the names that he says on here, Owen Augenball, Brody Hart, Grady Jones, Eric McFeeters, Kale Strauss. Hopefully I'm not missing any, but all of them are playing and doing fantastic for the Trojans. So glad we Spoke with David Ross, even if we weren't supposed to, but eventually I was going to anyway, because the team is awesome. A lot of great kids. During the summer, I've seen a lot of them out there often. I even golfed with Grady Jones a couple times, as he's also a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And of course, we'll have win-lose stat as the fall sport variety is kicking on every level all throughout our area. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account, pay off a high interest credit card, or take the vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quilla loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. We will start with win-lose stat, then get to Christian Soderholm and David Ross, Tuesday, September 5th to Saturday, September 9th is what we're going to break down here, starting with Tuesday and tons of volleyball action. Kiwani beat Princeton in two sets, 25-19 in the second. Sycamore defeated Morris, 27-25, 25-18. Indian Creek beat Amboy, 25-23, 25-21. 
For Indian Creek, Allie Peterson, five kills, two aces, two blocks. And Lena Holthen, six digs, five assists. Genoa Kingston beat Montini, 25-14, 25-15. Fort Genoa Kingston, Elena Pierce, 11 digs and 13 kills. Olivia Keegan, 6 digs, 12 assists, and 11 kills. Woodland beat Serena, 23-25, 25-17, 25-19. Woodland, Milena Pite had 15 kills. Geneseo defeated Ullman, 25-12, 25-14. St. Bede beat Burrow Valley, 14-25, Ali Bosnich had six kills and two blocks for the Lady Bruins. Kaelin beat LP, 25-23, 25-10, LP LaSalle, Peru. Newman beat Mercer County, 19-25, 25-23, For Newman, Kennedy Rousey, 15 kills, 9.5 blocks, three digs while Jess Johns, 12 kills, 9 digs. At this point, Newman is 9-2 on the season. Irville beat Low Point Washburn, 25-16, 25-15. For the Lady Red Raiders, Nevaeh Sanson, 9 points, 7 aces, 8 kills. Bailey Miller, 10 points, 5 assists, 4 kills. Sterling defeated Quincy, 25-13, 25-19. Sterling is 5-4-1 on the season. Girls swimming. Sterling defeated Moline 99-87. The winners for Sterling. 200-yard freestyle. Madison Austin. 2 minutes, 53 seconds. 50-yard freestyle. Hazel Femme. 27 minutes, 08 seconds. 100-yard freestyle. Madison Austin. Again, 54-44. 200-yard freestyle. Fam. Kate Austin, Peyton Purdy, and Madison Austin, 1 minute, 46.38 seconds. The 100-yard backstroke, Kate Austin, 1 minute, 7.27 seconds. 100 breaststroke, Purdy, 1 minute, 18.28 seconds. 400 freestyle, fam, Kate and Madison Austin, and Sammy Knox, 3 minutes, 50.53 seconds. Going to the golf course, Whiten Hills in Princeton. Hall won a triangular 175. Mendota had 177. Princeton 180. For Hall, Jake Diaz was medalist with 41. Noah Plim had a 42. Landon Plim a 44. And Joe Perez a 48. For Mendota, Brody Hart and Dane Doyle had 43s. Owen Augenball, a 44, and Grady Jones, a 47. Dan Doyle, one of the names that I did not say when I was talking about the guys that Coach David Ross spoke about, Dan Doyle was definitely one of them. Princeton, Jackson Mason, 44, Tyson Phillips and Caden Coomer, 45, and Nolan Klopling, a 46. Ottawa beat Rochelle, 147 to 180. Jacob Armstrong was the medalist for Ottawa with a 35. Jake Kaufman at 36th, Seth Cooper and Chandler Creedon had 38s. For Rochelle, Alex Dwyer at 39, Ivan Mitzker a 41, Owen Messer a 49, and Owen Carmichael a 51. At Sycamore, Sterling defeated Sycamore 165 to 174. For Sterling, Mason Hubbard a 39, Bryce Hartman, Troy Lawrence, and Nick Cap. All had 42s. 
Newman defeated Burrow Valley 165 to 188. Genoa Kingston fell to Rockford Lutheran 148 to 172. Genoa Kingston's Landon Ritchie had a 39. Earlville defeated Serena and Indian Creek as Earlville had a 171, Serena 173, and IC a 203. Girls Golf, Byron beat Galena 197 to 222 for Byron. Abby Baker had a 42 and Elena Brandt a 45. To the pitch, boys soccer, Princeton fell to Riverdale 6 to 3. Morris beat Joliet Catholic 5 to 1. Morris now 3 and 4 on the season. For Morris, Callan Carver had 3 goals, Adam Mondragon had 1, and Angel Valderrama had 1. Sterling fell to United Township 8 to 0. Sterling is 4, 4 and 2 on the season. 0-2 in the Western Big Six. LaSalle Peru knocked off Samanac 3-2-2. Stillman Valley beat Oregon 4-1. And for Oregon, Leo Carnenes had the one goal. Girls Tennis Sterling knocked off Galesburg 5-0. Cross Country at the Princeton's Zeering Park. Boys, Princeton defeated Fieldcrest 24-31. Kiwani was there but did not register a team score. The winner was Kiwani's Chase Palm with a 1951. Finishing third was Princeton's Tyler Vanderfenter. For the girls, Princeton 26, Fieldcrest 31. Kiwani did not have a team score. Taking the race was Natalie Martin from Kiwani with a 22-15. Taking second was Princeton's Peyton Fruh with a 22-35. And taking third was Ruby Acker of Princeton 22-53. Moving on to Wednesday, September 16, Juco-style Kishwaukee College women's soccer. Kishwaukee fell to Blackhawk 4-2-0. Kish is now 1-3 on the season. Men's soccer got the revenge as the Cougars beat Blackhawk 3-1. The goals, Eamon Farah scored a goal. Yahir Diaz from Mendota with an assist. Corey Miles scored a goal. Yahir Diaz from Mendota with an assist, and Farah scored a goal with Miles as the assist man. To the courts we go, volleyball. Yorkville loses to Matea Valley 25-14, 25-17. Yorkville is 2-7 on the season. Claire Knoll for Yorkville, 4 assists, 4 aces, 7 assists, 3 digs. Newman defeated Oregon 25-20, 25-22. For Newman, Jess Johns, 10 kills, 12 digs. Kennedy Rousey, 8 kills, 3 blocks, 2 digs. And Molly Olson, 1 kill, 1 ace, 17 assists, a half a block, and 9 digs. Plano fell to Woodstock, 25-13, 25-16. For Plano, Rita Laura, 3 assists, 5 aces. Angela Smithy had 5 digs. To the swimming pool, LaSalle Peru beat Morris. 63 to 27. 200 medley relay. LaSalle Peru won. Sam Nauman, McKenna Despain, Quinn Wilkinson, Kaylee Gosh. 2 minutes, 5.56 seconds. 200 freestyle. Clara Guglametti for LaSalle Peru with a 2 minute, 11.35 second swim. 200 intermediate. Nauman for LaSalle Peru. 2 minutes, 24.56 seconds. 50 yard freestyle. Morris's Jenna Lapina, 
0.10 seconds. 100 butterfly. LaSalle Peru's Lily Mustard, 1 minute, 14.03 seconds. 100 yard freestyle. LP's Guglielmetti, 59.21 seconds. 500 freestyle. Eddie Nance from LaSalle Peru, 5 minutes, 59.55 seconds. 200 yard freestyle relay. LaSalle was the winner with Gauche, Guglielmetti, Wilkinson, and Nance, 1 minute, 52.82 seconds. 100 Backstroke, Nallman from LaSalle, Peru, 1 minute, 4.64 seconds. In the final race, actually two more races, 100 breast, Caitlin Van Ecker from Morris, 1 minute, 18.88 seconds. 400 freestyle relay, LP won this one, Guglielmetti, Nance, Nallman, and Anna Weddle, 4 minutes, 6.83 seconds. Back to the pitch, boys soccer. Earlville 4, Depew Hall 0, Earlville 7-1 on the season. In this match against Depew Hall, Griffin Cook 3 goals, 1 assist, Trenton Fruit 1 goal, Easton Fruit and Ryan Broder 1 assist each. Morris 6, LaSalle Pru 1, for Morris, Kalen Carver had 3 goals. Girls Tennis, Dixon 4, Rockford Lutheran 1. Dixon won in the singles from both number 1 player Grace Ferguson and number 2 Edison Arges. And the number two doubles team of Ariel Tefiku and Brooklyn Arges. And the number three doubles team of Sienna Kemmerin and Lily Herrera. Boys Golf. Hall beat Monmouth Roseville and Rock Ridge. Hall had a 174. Monmouth Roseville 182 and Rock Ridge a 190. The tough conditions didn't give Hall their best scores, but they still won as Landon Plim had a medalist 37, Joe Perez a 44, Noah Plim a 46, and Jake Diaz a 47. Streeter 171, Eastland a 193. Mason Hubbard for Sterling had a 38, Troy Lawrence a 42, Kale Cushman a 45, Nick Cat a 46. Dixon 170, Stillman Valley 192. For Dixon, Alex Harrison shot a 40 for medalist. Ben Oro is a 42. Mason Weigel, a 43. Steven Kitzman, a 45. For Stillman Valley, Noah Claren also earned medalist with a 40. They gave it to both. And Andrew Gibbs, a 47. Take a real quick break here. We'll get back to Thursday, September 7th on our track along Win-Lose Stat. Believe it or not, the summer is almost gone as we're halfway through September. However, there's still time. There's still sun. Let's make our lawns look amazing. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I know I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. Thursday, September 7th, Boys Golf at Sheffield, Princeton 168, 
Burrow Valley, 172. Orion, 185. Four, Princeton. Tyson Phillips, a 38. Jackson Mason, a 40. Caden Coomer, a 44. And Luke Smith, 46. For Burrow Valley, Wyatt Novotny gets the medalist with a 37. Landon Birdsley, 41. Atticus Middleton, a 46. And Colin Stabler, a 48. Morris beat Dwight and Gardner South Wilmington. Morris, a 159. Dwight, a 160. And GSW, a 198. Serena Newark, Edgebrook, 191 to 200. For Serena Newark, Hunter Statton had the medalist 44. And David Ulrich, a 45. Mendota, 167. Mercer County, 170. And Rock Ridge, a 175. For Mendota, Owen Augenball had the medalist 36. Brody Hart shot a 42. Byron beat North Boone 140 to 200. For Byron, Carson Newton had a medalist 32, which was a 2 under par. Girls Golf, Princeton beat Erie Prophetstown and Burrow Valley. The Tigers of Princeton, a 209. Tigresses, where Girls Golf? Tigresses of Princeton, a 209. Erie Prophetstown, a 212. Burrow Valley, a 244. For Princeton, Eddie Carr was medalist with 45. Eddie Hetch, 51. Ava Martin, 56. And Reese Rafiglio, a 57. Volleyball action, Mendota beat Princeton in two, 25-19, 25-17. Sterling falls to Rock Falls, 25-22, 21-25, 22-25. LaSalle Prue beat Morris. 2-1, to one, with the final being the third set, 27-25. to 25. Ottawa beats Caneland in three. DeKalb fell to Geneva in two. St. Bede beat Roanoke Benson, 25-20, 21-25, 25-15. Yorkville knocked off West Aurora, 17-25, 25-17, 25-20. For Yorkville, Joelle Pye Blackard, 10 Ks, 7 digs. Newark beat Indian Creek, 25-10, 25-19. Earlville moves to 9-3-1 on the season as they beat Plano, 25-19, 25-18. For the Lady Red Raiders, Brooke Geldy, 9 points, 7 digs, 3 kills, 13 assists. Geneseo beat United Township, 25-19, 19-25, 25-20. For Geneseo, Katie Vandewosten had 6 kills. Two boys soccer. Genoa Kingston 3, Pecatonica 0, Jay Wolcott 2 goals for the Cogs, Michael Botello 1 goal as well. Sterling falls to Rockford Guilford 7-0. Oregon falls to Winnebago 4-3 for Oregon. Gavin Morrow had all 3 goals. Earlville defeats Sandwich 8-0. Griffin Cook 3 goals, 2 assists for Earlville. While Trenton Fruit had 2 goals, 1 assist. Carlos Gonzalez had two goals, and Maya Ramey had her first goal of her varsity career. Easton Fruit, two assist. Girls Tennis, Dixon three, LaSalle Peru two. Dixon won the number one singles. Grace Ferguson, number two singles, Edison Arges, and number two doubles behind Brooklyn Arges and Rachel Lance. LaSalle Peru won number one doubles with Kaylee Reese and Elena Luan, and number three doubles, Rayleigh Lenninger, and Ella Kamke. Dixon defeated Washington 3-0. Dixon got the wins by number two singles, Addison Arges, 
and the number one doubles team of Ariel Tefifku and Leah Stees, and the number three doubles team, Sienna Kemmerin and Lily Herrera. Girls swimming back to the pool, Byron knocked off LaSalle Peru 54 to 48. The winner's 200-yard medley relay was Byron, Abby Kruger, Ansley Hale, Maddie Groherring, Natalie Kilmer, 2 minutes, 1.99 seconds. 200-yard freestyle. The winner from LaSalle, Peru, Clara Guglielmetti, 2 minutes, 9.5 seconds. 200 intermediate. Byron's Groherring, 2 minutes, 22.99 seconds. 50-yard free. LaSalle Peru, Sam Nauman, 27.79 seconds. 100 Butterfly, Grow Herring once again for Byron, 1 minute, 1.53 seconds. 100 yard freestyle for LaSalle Peru, Guglametti, 59.07 seconds. Nauman back in the winning circle in the 500 yard freestyle, 5 minutes, 48.73 seconds. 200 yard freestyle relay, Byron, Kilmer, Ainsley, Bailey Vancer, Grow Herring, 1 minute, 49.43 seconds. 100 backstroke, Eddie Nance for LaSalle Peru, 1 minute, 8.94 seconds. 100 yard breaststroke, Ansley Hale of Byron, 1 minute, 19.5 seconds. 400 yard freestyle relay, LaSalle Peru's Quinn Wilkinson, Nauman, Nance, Guglametti, 4 minutes, 1.45 seconds. Swimming is hard. I cannot do anything that they do. Not the endurance part or the speed part. They're great. All of them. All of them. Friday, September 8th, week three of high school football. Fieldcrest moves to 2-1 on the season with a 36-14 win. They scored 22 points in the second quarter. Eddie Lorton, 38 carries, 173 yards, two touchdowns. That is getting the job done. Eight-man football. Milledgeville, 58. Polo, 22. Four, Polo. Salto, 13 carries, 100 yards, one touchdown. Also through, he was 2 of 3, 37 yards, and had a touchdown. So two touchdowns and 137 yards in the game for Salto of Polo. Genoa Kingston beat Oregon 20 to 14 in overtime. I was following this game on the Twitter feed, kept reloading, reloading to see what was happening as they were going back and forth, back and forth, get into overtime. And Genoa Kingston quarterback Nathan Kleba, eight-yard run in overtime, finds the end zone, finds the W in the column, the record column for Genoa Kingston. Rushing for the Cogs, Brady Brennick had 13 carries for 67 yards. And Oregon's Logan Weems, 23 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Anawan Weathersfield, the Titans moved to 2-1 as they beat Rushville 29-20. The game that I called on the Wolf 96-5 with my buddy Justin Barossa. Burrow Valley defeated Hall 18-8. Burrow Valley is now 2-1. Hall is now 1-2. And man, Burrow Valley's defense looks great. They are big. Their line is huge. And they're fast. They got to Hall quicker than anybody that Hall's played so far. That means Oregon and Riverdale. Burrow Valley looks like the real deal. I would be shocked if they don't get in the playoffs. Their running game of Cameron Lemons and Elijah Endress is the real deal. Both of them hard hitters going straight up the middle, and they have speed if they break away. 
and trust me, they break away. Hall's eight points was the last score of the game from Braden Kern. Got a pass. Gianni Guarini, the senior quarterback for Hall, throws it. It actually bounced off the back of a Storm defender. Braden grabs it in midair and runs the rest of the way for a 70-yard touchdown. What a fantastic play for the Red Devils. Just came up a tad short. Streeter is 1-2 and two after losing to Cole City, 55-6. DeKalb falls to 1-2 and two with a 41-34 loss to Sandberg. Dixon, with their 42-0 victory over Rock Falls, moves to 3-0. Rock Falls is 0-3. Sterling edges United Township 23-19. Sterling is now 1-2 on the season. Class 2A number 7, El Paso Gridley upset by Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, 21-13. EPG is now 2-1 on the season. Ottawa is now 2-1 with a 38-8 victory over Harvard. Kiwani beat Mendota 41-0. Kiwani is now 3-0. Mendota is 0-3 as the Three Rivers Conference foes move on in the season. LaSalle Peru is 2-1, 35 to Woodstock Norse, 24. Geneseo defeated Moline 24-21. Geneseo's Braden Combs hit a 27-yard field goal in the last minute of play to give Geneseo the win and a 3-0 record. Morris beat Caneland 43-33. Morris is 3-0, Caneland 1-2. Princeton shut out Newman 20-0. Both teams are now 2-1. Marquette 49, Elmwood Park 14, as the Crusaders move to 2-1 on the year. Rochelle 48, Johnsburg 0, Rochelle moves to 2-1. Byron blows out Rockford Christian 70-14. Byron still 3-0 and ranked top of 3A. Sandwich is now 3-0 with a 27-7 victory over Plano, who is 2-1. Stillman Valley is 2-1 after their 48-28 48-28 victory over Rockford Lutheran. Sycamores, 3-0 after a 42-0 whooping of Woodstock. Seneca got a win, but not with anything they did on the field as they received a forfeit win over Westmont. And I know they were disappointed. I saw their tweets and they were like, man, we really wanted to play a game. Don't want to get a win this way. But Seneca, 3-0, moving on in the season. Yorkville is 1-2 after a 20-17 loss to Joliet West. Those games were on Friday. We had three Saturday games. AFC fell to Pawnee, 66-6. AFC is 1-2 on the season. Amboy Lamoille, Ohio, defeated Martinsville, 60-8, to move to 3-0. On our next podcast, we will have a chat with Scott Payne, talking about the victory and what's next for Amboy Lamoille, Ohio. St. Bede is now 2-1 after a shutout 54-0 victory over Walther Christian. Moving back to Friday for a couple sports, then we'll move back to Saturday for a couple sports. Friday, boys golf at Hidden Lake Golf Course in Sheffield. Burrow Valley 168, Mendota 170, but both of them lost to Sherrard who had a 158. Sherrard's Andrew Bolin was the medalist with a 38. For Borough Valley, Landon Birdsley a 38. They did not tie. They gave it to Bolin. Wyatt Novotny a 39. Landon Smith a 45. 
Colin Stabler, a 46. For Mendota, Owen Augenball, 41. Brody Hart, a 42. Kale Strauss, a 43. Dane Doyle, a 44. At the Batavia Invite, Ottawa finished third. Wheaton Warrensville South, 292. Hinsdale Central, 296. Ottawa, a 301. Seth Cooper shot a 73. Drake Kaufman, a 75. Briar Harris, a 76. And Chandler Creedon, a 77. On the volleyball court, Newark defeated St. Bede, 25-12, 25-15. One more break, and then we'll finish win-lose stat. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Saturday, September 9th, just three days ago, Byron finished second at Fowler Invite in Aldine as the Byron Golf Team battled 23 other teams for that second place and were just four strokes behind Riverdale. At the Boiler Invite, Hall finished with a 354 to finish sixth out of 19. For Hall, Landon Plim a 75, he was the runner-up. Jake Diaz a 89, Noah Plim a 91. And all three of these golfers had 99s in Joe Perez, Johnny Escatel, and Cody Orlandi. Elmwood's Tanner Wake had the medalist with the 74. Like I said, Plim was second. And Wyatt Novotny from Borough Valley finished fourth with the 79. Girls Golf, Byron was second at the Stillman Valley Invite. Abby Baker shot a medalist, 91. To the pitch, boys soccer, Sterling 5, Kiwani 3. For Sterling, Daniel Bermudez had two goals. Felipe Sandoval had two goals and assist. Jose Castro had one goal, one assist. And Kevin Ruiz had an assist. Indian Creek beat Genoa Kingston 6-3. Volleyball, Genoa Kingston won a 15-team tournament at Byron. In the championship game, the Cogs beat Fulton 26-24, 26-28, 15-12. Can't really get much closer than that. Byron finished 12th. Plano at the sandwich invite. They were 4th out of the 8 teams, starting with a loss to Oak Seneca, 25-19, 25-13. Then two W's. Flanagan Cornell, 25-23, 25-27, And then Yorkville Christian, 25-21, 25-15. In the semifinals, Plano lost to Streeter, 25-13, 25-11. And then in the third place match, lost to Seneca, 25-17, 25-21. Outside hitter, Alexer Sobieskek was an all-tournament team selection. Cross-country, the Gary Colts cross-country invitational at Princeton. For the boys, Mercer County won the team score with 48. Individually, Mendota's Anthony Kelson was the top runner, 16 minutes, 49 seconds. For the girls, Sherrard won it with a 36, and the individual winner was Ellie Ranke 
from Low Point Washburn with a 2015. Woof! Lots of stuff going on in our area. That's how it is every sports season, especially the fall. Lots of great things going on. Lots of great athletes. All of them doing amazing things. We're going to wrap this up. Again, we're trying Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And if we don't hit that exact day, it'll be right after. Today's Tuesday. And it's going to be out on Tuesday instead of Monday. But I had most of it done. Just couldn't get it out quite in time. You know, we got to eat and sleep and do all those things too. And in my case, there's so many cool things to be involved in. So we're taking care of all of that and delivering these shows. So let's chat. Christian Soderholm and David Ross. We'll be back soon, real soon. Until then, peace. Christian Soderholm, return guest, LaSalle Peru alum, played D1 college, played in the country or island of Malta last year. This year, he's going to be playing somewhere else. And we're going to catch up on all this because he's on right now. But the first thing I got to ask him is, have you ever listened to Tupac's Greatest Hits album? Yeah, here and there. Can't say I uh, record a whole bunch, but yeah. I'm only bringing this up because I just heard on the radio. It came out eight and a half years ago. It is still, till this day, on the Billboard 200 list. No kidding. 450th week, and it's number 94. Last week, it was number 80. That's bizarre. Super crazy. Eight and a half years still on the Billboard 200 list. That means people are still buying this album. Yeah. I mean, it's he's one of those timeless artists that kind of transcended and kind of set the stage for rap, I guess. So, yeah, I believe it. That's wild, though. It's a long time. No doubt. Do you listen to rap? I do. Are you a Tupac fan? Yeah. Um, I can't say I ever, like, intentionally turn them on, but it's not, like, something I skip either. That makes sense. Sure does. But, yeah, I mean, everyone, I think what, just yesterday, everyone's Spotify wrapped and Apple Music and everything came out. Everyone's posted on their stories. I was guilty of it as well. The only rapper I had in my top five uh, was Drake, as far as most listened to artists. Who were the other artists? sister loves Nico Moon, sends me clips of him all the time. She just did yesterday, right? actually. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's funny. I saw him this summer. It was good. It was fun. Fantastic. My top five were all, well, not all rap. Actually, no, 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 no. So five, I think, was Chris Brown. Four was yeah. the White Stripes. And then Ludacris was three. I'm old school. That's my that's my. Ludo, favorite. <laughs> number two was Kevin Gates and number one was Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne will be my number one every year all year I've been listening to him since I was 12 so I respect that I've also been listening to him since I was 12 <laughs> probably before <laughs> yeah, a couple of years yeah <laughs> yeah uh, him, I think he's a year and a half older than me we're both Libras both born in October and I don't that doesn't mean oh, yeah. anything I'm just throwing you some trivia <laughs> but uh man when he came out 
uh, I got the Source magazine. I used to get them delivered to my house. I got the Source magazine. They did an interview with him, and he had a daughter. He's like 13 years old, and I'm like, man. So I read the story, and him growing up and everything that he'd been through and stuff, I just kind of related and thought, hey, this is kind of cool, and I've been connected to Lil Wayne music ever since. So, Yeah, it's always... I mean, some of the stories they'll tell about his childhood are so deep. And it's like, they're like, they get you, though. And, yeah, I don't know. He's great. He's always fun to root for. And he's a Packers fan, so I like him for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing we don't have in common, but it is cool. Like, he is... You know, very out there with, hey, this is my team. He makes videos. They made sure that he did the uh, Thursday night Amazon Prime concert special after a Packers game. Yeah. Uh Did you see that, by the way? I I watched clips of it. I didn't. Once it gets past 10 anymore, I have a hard time staying awake, I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) After that game, I was straight to bed. And we were losing. So, uh, I didn't want to watch it. I hear you. I hear you. I was in my, uh, actually the same spot that I'm at now, my studio slash man cave, and it was like a concert. <laughs> like, like I was at a concert. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. What I liked, it, we won't talk about Lil Wayne and rap all day. We have something other to talk about here. But what I liked is he brought in songs from his whole career, including mixtape songs, which... You know, if you weren't around in the height of the mixtape, you might have missed out on those. But, man, it was it was cool for him to bring those back in a concert. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. I know it's a handful here and there, the early mixtape stuff. But, I mean, I was... You've known him since you were 12. I was single digits for sure then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many years you got me by, but a couple here. Well, I was born in 85. Yeah, so, yeah. still 13, so I wasn't born yet when he started listening to him. Right, right, right. I started listening to him like 97 or 98, so I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. I remember one time, quick story before I keep rambling on a little way, and I remember I was like coming back from like a travel basketball tournament or something in like grade school or early as high school, and I had, and what album was it? I don't remember. I had some album just playing my little way up my headphones and I had fallen asleep shotgun my dad was driving I remember waking up to him just like <laughs> grabbing over my headphones and fell out and listening and like looking over at him like what the heck is this kid listening to <laughs> he's like 10 <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I'll never forget that that's great I gotta tell a quick story because when you were saying this I was like oh man I can't believe I have not talked about this in forever college uh, my freshman year, actually, I was putting things away. Like, I just got to the dorm at SIU. I'm putting stuff away. I have music on in the background. It's a Lil Wayne song. And this girl comes by, walks in. Oh, I love this song. And she gave me her number. Bam. First day of college. Bam. Lil Wayne. First day of college. It was beautiful. <laughs> Those are the things I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Or you, you don't forget, right? <laughs> It is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Well, it seems like we could talk about music and our stories behind music all day, which is awesome. We could do that on another podcast. But for this one, got some special news. Well, you got some special news. Uh, you signed another contract. You're headed overseas again. I am. I uh, didn't know where I'd be going. Kind of waited a little long due to things beyond my control. But yeah, 
was going over to Australia and uh with the club in right outside of Melbourne, Australia. So looking forward to that. It should be a really cool experience. Have you ever been to Australia before? I have not, no. I'm somewhat in tune with Australian culture. My uh my sophomore year of college, my roommate he's from Australia. I got <laughs> got to hear some of his talk behind closed doors and it's it was funny. It was funny. It's just, the things that just crack me up the most are just the different lingos and, like, words they use for stuff. And so that was just fun to experience a couple semesters at school. You know, we stayed friends. Like, we catch up. And I had two, two teammates from Australia that year. So it was, it was fun being around a couple of Aussies. That's awesome. So you're going to go over there and it's almost like you already know their language. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I... I Hopefully I come back with an accent. Uh, I hope you do, too. I, I want to hear it, actually. Yeah, I doubt it, but that'd be funny. <laughs> so the last time we spoke, you were getting ready to, uh, you knew you had to do something with your feet, whether it was surgery, things like that. You and I had text, and you said you were having surgery, and you were rehabbing, things like that. How is the health? How are the feet? Yeah, feet are as close to 100% as I could be. Ended up having to have surgery. So recap briefly, um, I had I had what was called Morton's aroma in both of my feet. So basically, um, I had a nerve getting pinched between um, metatarsals of my feet, just two bones. Oof. And yeah, I tried to do orthotics to help. Um, that didn't have much of an impact. And I tried to do shots, which essentially would have deadened or killed the end of the nerve. Um, and that also didn't work, and that was like a two-month process this summer, two-and-a-half-month process, basically. Um, and for that not to work was a big bummer, because then I knew last resort, we got to get surgery. So I had to get those nerves cut out, which sounds worse than it is. <laughs> um, it's, I, just, I don't have feeling between my third and my fourth toe anymore, which took a little bit to get used to. I'm used to it now. It, it was just weird at first. I felt like I had a hole in my foot just because I didn't have a feeling where I've had feeling for 24 years of my life. But yeah, um, all better now. Nothing physically that restricts me from the surgery or anything. It's basically just was getting used to it and, you know, still got that bounce. Okay, okay. So you thought you had a hole in your foot. Well, not literally a hole, but now you can feel it. No, you can't feel it. You're just used to it. Yeah, it just is what it is now. It's once I stopped thinking about it anymore, and it was just, you know, I got accustomed to it. It was no big deal. It would take longer than it did. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, it really just only took a month, and then I was like, oh, we're good. Not the same, but kind of the same. I got in a car accident when I was 18 and knocked a couple teeth out and that was so weird I mean again 18 years of having teeth in your mouth and being able to eat and do all the same things where your teeth should be and then they weren't there <laughs> oh yeah oh I'm sure that's even more yeah cause you're <laughs> that'd be even weird I, I would think cause that's a lot harder to get used to you're eating every day I guess I'm walking every day but like a lack of feeling doesn't help yeah but the good thing is well, that's noticeable when you can't feel it right right the good thing is is you can replace missing teeth yeah true you can't really replace the dead feeling or the non-feeling that you have in your foot 
Unless you secretly know Harry Potter and he can do some kind of spell or something. podcast that we could talk about foreign basketball, Tupac Shakur, and Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We have range. And Lil Wayne. We can't forget Lil Wayne, obviously. Yeah. Do have range. I mean, you got to be excited. Australia, uh, you're out of the States again and in one of the most beautiful parts of the, the world. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to side of the calendar pretty much from you know NBA college high school everything that we know here And I guess, you know, it makes sense, sort of, kind of, maybe. Yeah, oh, hemispheres and <laughs> everything works. It's hard, too. All right. Don't make me think about that too much, because then I'll just start thinking about space and that's a rabbit hole or a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at black hole and we'll just stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. I mean, obviously you wanted to, you know, play another year, keep going, things like that. Um, with having the agent that could get you into Australia, things like that, was this something um, game-wise for you that you think is going to help you? I don't know the levels of the leagues. I mean, I'm guessing basketball in Malta is going to be different than Australia. Is it moving a step up, uh, better, more, uh, I guess, uh intangible basketball. Yeah, I, it's definitely a step up. Not a crazy jump, um, just because, uh, you know, 
coming off the surgery and kind of limited options. But as far as the way the league's set up and just the professionalism in the league and how things are going to be ran and competition, it's going to be better basketball. Um, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, it's going to be smarter basketball. So that'll be, that'll be nice just because, I don't know, Australia is, I would say, a lot more similar to the U.S. than a Malta um, as far as the way things are done and stuff. But, so I'll be, especially with you know, my agent will be relatively close to me as well. So I know I'll be taken care of um, while I'm there. Not too many things you know, to have to worry about or feel like I'm on an island and I did watch a couple of your games when you were at Malta, and it seemed like it was just a step. Um, I, I don't want to sound like rude to towards Malta basketball or foreign basketball, you know, compared to what we're used to. But it was like it was almost just a step up from like rec league. Yeah, it's weird how it works, country to country, because obviously Malta's smaller. Um, you know, they don't have as many feeder. Um, you know, their population is not. Holy shit, my dogs are going crazy. I got yell. No, it's just, I mean, it's crazy how just the perspective we have in the U.S., just because, I mean, it's the best of the best here. We get to watch the best league in the world, the best players in the world, and that's our, you know, level of expectation, as it should be. But yeah, and then you go to, you know, a country where, you know, the population is half a million people, and it's that's the majority of people that, you know, are playing in that league are natives. So, yeah, the competition isn't going to be the greatest there. But, you know, then you take a next step, the next league, the next level league in another country, and, you know, competition gets better. It was, for the most part in Malta, the U.S. imports against the U.S. imports. And the people they brought in, um, it's, are, are you going to win? How good is your U.S. player? And do you have competent citizen players, for lack of a better word? And even Malta, like, they had guys um, come over and play college ball here. Um, and they've gone on, they're playing in other countries in different leagues. So they only come back for, like, the national team. That's the only time they play in Malta. And it's, it's the case for a lot of teams. Like, obviously, you know, the Tony Parker of the world go back and play for France or whatever. Luca, same thing. But... Yeah, so Australia, obviously a bigger pool uh, for talent, a lot more people. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Better competition, better players playing with, smarter players to play with. They're just exposed to basketball a lot more. You know, basketball is one of the top sports there. Not that it wasn't in Malta, but, you know, Europe in general, it's pretty soccer, football dominant. Soccer's king over there. So Australia, Australia kind of, you know, Pretty, pretty similar to the U.S. Maybe, you know, they, they got rugby that's a little more popular than some of the other niche sports. But, um, yeah, it should be fun. 
was trying to find the best way to word what I was trying to say without, you know, not talking smack about Rec League, not talking smack about Malta. But what you said about our perspective of basketball, I mean, that's exactly what that was. My perspective of the level of basketball that you think when you're talking professional. And I, as a basketball guy, as a sports guy, know that basketball elsewhere is not on the same level as what we watch on a regular basis or what we know here. But just seeing it, and I, I mean, I think I watched one of your games, and then two days later watched like a Bulls game where DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are going off, and you know their defense was a little sloppy last year. But I mean, just a whole different game. So when you look at that, and then watch you know foreign ball, you're like, hey, it's rec league, but it's still professional. It's still better than a lot of things you'll see around here. It was just weird trying to word that. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't, you know, <laughs> I can't respect at all. I totally get what you mean. And that's why, like, even for me, like, going over there, I'm like, holy crap, like, I got to play with at the disrespect level of my teammates. But it's just, yeah, I mean, even going, like, you know, I'd take my, you know, <laughs> any of my teams in college would go and smack, you know, any of the teams that I played against last year. But that's just how it is. You know, you got to be one of the few guys. Get find your spot, get in the league. You know, even last year, that's what it was. You know, I, I jumped at the multi opportunity just because I, <laughs> once again, coming off of surgery, <laughs> you know, was recovering, kind of had to prove myself that I was capable um, to play. So that's kind of what last year was working for my next job, trying to prove myself year after year. I hear that's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Well, you're doing a good job of it, man. I, if you can uh, cut, a, cut a couple surgeries out and, you know, you'll be okay. Yeah, let's, let's hope I don't continue this trend. For sure, for sure. Well, before I let you go, what are you doing now? I know you're back home in LaSalle until you go to Australia in February, you said, correct? Yeah, yeah, no. And if I wear some time, I don't have an exact date. But yeah, I'm trying to stay as busy as I can. Basketball's kind of been my life more or less for geez, a decade at least. So I figured why, did, why not keep that the trend back home? So on top of, you know, training and working out on my own and everything, um, my brother um, decided to help out at LP. And he's coaching the sophomore team this year, sophomore boys. And he conveniently needed uh, an assistant coach. And I am conveniently home until sometime in February. So we're going to be helping him out. We're going to have the Soderholm brothers coaching up the sophomore, the OP. You know, came back home. Why not? Pretty excited about it. It's been fun so far. I didn't start off. like I missed the first couple of weeks just because I hadn't officially signed. And I didn't know when my date was going to be. Or when I was going to be leaving. But I haven't missed a game yet. We're uh, playing the auto retirement. But, all right, it's it's just fun. It's been fun, you know, seeing, you know, putting stuff in and you know, making adjustments in game and you know, seeing them respond to it and doing what you're saying and watching it work. It's just it's been very rewarding so far. And we're only you know five games in. It should be fun. Look for the rest of the year. Get another first conference home game tomorrow night against Plano. Which is weird to say, Plano was a conference game. <laughs> you know, much of these conferences just jumbled up. 
Yeah, everything changed. Everything. When you were saying conveniently, were you doing air quotes while you were saying conveniently? <laughs> no, I was just, you know, thinking how you were when I was video. But no. I, I mean, if anyone was going to be an assistant and I'm, and I'm home, I wouldn't. I would honestly be envious if there was anyone else helping them out, and I was capable of it. Um, so, if there were anyone else, I don't know if I would. But, you know, gotta help out the big bro. For sure. Of course, we're talking about your brother, Jen Soderholm, was a player of the year for the News Tribune. It's, man, that's a while ago now. Yeah, with me, yeah, it would be 2012 or 13. Should have been both years, I think, but I think he just got it 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I love the brother bias. You got to have that. Yeah. I mean, you look at the numbers, it's hard to argue it, but, man, he lost, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, I was not here his junior year. I was still in college. I started at the paper the... Fall of 2011. So, yeah, his senior or no? I don't know. Maybe it was here his junior year. Oh, man. I'll edit that stuff out. It, it all blurs together. <laughs> it all blurs together for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Over a decade doing it, man. Oh, man. Honestly, I've been uh, October. No, not October. February will be year 18 as a professional writer. So, yeah. That's wild. That's I'm, awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know how I'm sticking around, but I'm here somehow. <laughs> well, that's really cool that you and your brother are coaching together. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Not many people get that opportunity, and it seems like you guys are close. So to be able to do that while you're home, waiting to go to Australia, that's fantastic. Yeah, it should be fun. We're never really able to play together, so figure one out. Let's coach together. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe, maybe if I had a girl spur a little bit sooner. Like my freshman year of high school, but now uh, we we're still like five ten. My freshman year of high school, <laughs> we didn't get the call to varsity yet. <laughs> and how tall are you now? I flirt with six six. Probably true six five, but on the court I'm six six. So we'll say six six. Okay, okay. I mean, if the team says you're six six, then just go with that. Exactly. That's what I'm listed at. There you go. There you go. I'm not very far on the court, so I would say I'm sick There you go. Good stuff. So you did get a little spurt in there somewhere. Yeah. Probably between my sophomore and junior year. Did you grow more after you graduated high school? Um, About an inch or so, maybe a little bit less, but a little bit. Um, and in my freshman year, I kind of, once I had my sophomore year, that's, because I thought when I saw you play college and when I saw you playing uh, overseas on video clips, I, I thought you were taller than you were in high school. Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit wider now. Um, maybe a little taller too. Wider is in like stacks, like you're ripped now? <laughs> I'm, I would say I'm stronger now, yeah. <laughs> It didn't take much from the string being I was in high school. I wish a few of my buddies would have told me to go lift with them before. But, no. It didn't take much to fill out a little bit. But, yeah, we've been pretty consistent with that now, too. I mean, 
And that can almost be said on every single one of those players that were on that LaSalle Peru team. Every single person that I've saw has been in the weight room since then and are wider, bigger, stronger than they were in high school. They were all string beans, and now none of you are, I don't think. I know. It's... I'm throw a dig here. Probably Tyler's the only one still, but... <laughs> but, you know, I know it's just like... Yeah, I wish I would have kind of committed to that sooner. It's all right. Working out for me now. Exactly. It's part of the learning lessons as you go, my friend. Well, as always, Christian Soderholm... Always welcome on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and a huge congrats. Definitely happy for you that you're continuing your career and playing overseas in Australia. Congrats, my man. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. The interview you just heard with Christian Soderholm, or the interview you are about to hear with Mendota golf coach David Ross, is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first, a small dealership in a smaller town, associates Jason Hintz and Caitlin Henry pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. Caitlin Henry joined the team in July and is excited to help you find your dream vehicle. You can purchase any vehicle of any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Jason and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, the Mendota Ford family is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And when you do, don't forget to mention where you heard about Mendota Ford as the dealership has a refer a friend or family member program. If you buy a vehicle, the person or podcast who referred you gets $100. Uh, what year is this for you coaching Mendota? This will be my fourth year okay. as head coach. Uh, this will be, you know, and I volunteered for a long time. I volunteered for probably nine or eight or nine years before that. Okay, so you've been involved for like 15 years, roughly? Somewhere in there, yeah, close. Yep. Okay. Yeah, quick math, 13, 14. So this will be, I think this is my 13th year yeah. teaching up here, so that's about right. I okay. think so. And I I helped Brian all the years, Brian Bloomhurst, when mm-hmm. he was here. And, uh, and then I took over, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember when Brian retired, but it was right around COVID year. All right, and then you teach at the school. What do you teach? I teach high school English. Okay. I teach sophomores and seniors. Okay. Um, so English too, and then our, the senior level class is like, like a college prep class. Okay. Yep. Perfect. I mean, from last year to this year, I know we're we're doing tryouts right now. I haven't even right. you know got into practices. I know you got to you got to meet tomorrow. We have a JV match at Deer Valley tomorrow already. Yeah. Wow. So coming quick this was one that's usually in september and they they rescheduled they at a different course this year so i'm guessing that's why and they rescheduled it and when i saw the transportation schedule i thought there's got to be a typo uh but it's not we're ready to go so jv match uh tomorrow normally tomorrow would be the final day of tryouts but we cut tryouts short because we got to start the season okay right away and then we have our first um varsity and junior varsity match already on monday that's down in mcnab uh at edgewood with Putnam County in Princeton. 
And then you have one here on Tuesday? Correct, yep. And we got sandwich at home uh, on Tuesday. Gotcha. No, All of your... those before the kids go to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when they start, Thursday? Yeah, they, I think the kids have to show up Wednesday. Okay. So, yeah. so they have three deals, three events before be school even be starts. Before their first day. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome, actually. I, know. I would enjoy that if I was a high school golfer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't want to have to do both. If you ask them to golf and school on the same day, they'll say, ah, oh, just golf's good. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, with tryouts being, you know, today and yesterday, do you have your team kind of mapped out? Anybody returning from last year to this year that kind of already had earned their spot on the team? Well, I mean, I like to make them work. I don't promise anybody a spot because I, I want them to work hard over summer, you know. So the truth is it's wide open. I mean, it's a clean slate when they come in, and they all know that. And so they, they prepare the way they want to prepare to get that spot. Now, having said that, you know, Owen is my he's – been, he's been to the sectional round two years in a row, Owen Augenbaugh. Mm -hmm. It's his last year, so he's – going to give it everything he's going to give it a push and I think if you were to ask everyone on the team who they'd expect to come out in that one spot after these tryouts are done they would probably guess that it would be on now after that it's a lot of fun because I got a lot I don't know I got a lot of spots a lot of people competing for all those positions and, and that's not to say they're not competing for that one spot too I may have some guys try to knock him out of there and that's why I'm out here I mean I love this competition to see where they're going to be and they know that if they work hard they can earn it but from that from that varsity three spot to that JV three spot is going to be very 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 competitive and it's going to be fun to see who kind of emerges and solidifies themselves in the varsity roster and I and I may have a lot of rotation all year but but right now yeah I mean oh he's up there he, he'll be up there Brody Hart is pretty clearly in one of those top two or three spots as well. He's a returning sophomore, has been playing some pretty solid golf. So I've seen some good things already from Evan McFeeders. I hope that he's up there. He's a junior, so it's his third year in the program. And then uh, some younger guys that I hope, like I said, to really compete and get into the mix. Uh, Grady Jones has been working really hard. Dane Doyle has been working really hard over summer. And so, you know, they're sending me pictures of their rounds and on the Grint, this is like an app, it's kind of like Instagram, but for golf. So I can see what they're doing and they're always sending me stuff. So yeah, I have a couple of them that I expect to be up there. But other than that, you know, I make them go out there and earn it. Awesome, good stuff. How many guys did you have come out for varsity? Today we got 16 out there. I did have one freshman that just kind of joined in today. Okay. Um, so we, we've got- so like 16 total. 16 kids coming out for the team, yep. Uh, and like I said, I, I do not have a closed or an invite only type of uh, type of tryout. I, I'm gonna let them come and, and do it so they can all come and try out. Everybody's playing the blues. Everybody's, you know, on starting at the baseline. And then after these tryouts, I see where they all fall. Of those 16, how many of them do I have competing for those varsity spots? I mean, that's what's great about this year is I think I have legitimately nine or 10 guys out there right now that could end up in spots one through six. Awesome. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see how the next three hours pans out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool for me to know to go. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I mean, we're looking forward to getting going and uh, we, were, we were lucky to get out of a regional last year. It was the first time that we'd gotten out in this class, you know, in a long time. Uh, it was the first time maybe ever in, in this class and it was the first time in 13 years uh, in any class.
So, like I said, I think I have a couple guys that are not going to be satisfied unless, you know, unless they're headed down, headed down state. So, we'll see how it all shakes out, and they know they're going to have to work hard to do it. But uh, hopefully, we can get one there. Definitely. What class were you guys in last year? Were you in two? Yeah. So, and and I think before that, you know, it was always just the one. We we have never made it since we made that jump. Okay. Um, and and I want to say one of Tim Dessing's teams, but we were still, it was still only the one class uh, at that time. That was probably 13 or 14 years ago was the last team to get out. So they were pumped up. They were excited. The whole team got to go to sectionals. We'd love to do that again. Uh, and then hopefully we get a couple to try to make it all the way. Perfect. Yep. Does your driver need a new grip? Seven iron need a new head? Putter need to be replaced? Want to play a simulator during rainy, cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betonardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Strixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Woo! Sports Boss has a partnership with each and every one of those top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 or email sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs, and any other of your golf needs.